Oh my gosh, you are in for a treat today. I am sharing yoga nidra, sacred rhythms, working as a collective, yoga, information about goddesses, spiritual, soulful, embodied wisdom with you today through our channel of Jennifer Allen. She is channeling brilliance for all of us in her Sacred Rhythm Collective. And you can learn all about this amazing teacher, inspirational artist of Ayurveda and yoga, the Vedas. Settle in and take in Jennifer Allen's interview. Namaste. So welcome to this podcast episode. I'm so lucky because I get to interview someone who I really adore and I have been able to learn from her wisdoms. This is Jennifer Allen from the Sacred Rhythm Collective and I I'm so delighted to have you here, Jennifer. Maybe you could introduce yourself in the way that you would like. Perfect. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It's a pleasure to be here. I, yes, I'm a spirit soul on this journey of life, um, doing my best to um, embody the wisdom of Ayurveda and yoga and nature. So I can live a meaningful and um, connected life. So that's that's kind of uh, me in a nutshell. I haven't always been like that. Uh, I think I was really, as I was thinking about our conversation today, I was definitely like that as a child. And then you sort of get, um, you get lost in life with, um, with others' expectations, and uh, you just get away from your true essence. You get away from your true essence and your true self, and that is really the journey for me right now: is to reconnect with that authentic self and to really um, serve in love. Wow, that's beautiful. It's <laughs> so beautiful to me. It really feels like you're you have really the privilege to live your dharma in your career, yes. which I, I think is I not only noteworthy, but really just damn awesome, right? Like it feels so good. <laughs> it does. I tell you, um, I have tried, like there are so many jobs I have tried to get and denied. And now I see looking back, like those were all redirections from the universe saying, no, like, you might think that's where you should go, or you might think that's what you should do, but yeah. but there's other things in store. So um, it is it is a privilege, and I want to thank you know all my teachers, um, who I've learned from, and and my family who have been able to support me in, in doing this because not everyone does have that uh, privilege of of support. So yeah, it is a privilege. That's wonderful. Well, I, I just bring that up because some people who, you know, you're on a healing path, really, like you're 
you're teaching mm -hmm. people this wisdom to rediscover themselves, to um, maybe stop the adaptation to modern culture, to stop and listen for their inner light. And what's mm -hmm. what I love about that is that you do that because you did it yourself. You said that you you had come you had this essence, your true essence when you were young, and then you were our modern culture, like what 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 kind of, so what was your life like before you decided to go into the holistic Ayurveda mm -hmm. healing? Yes. World? Yes. Um I I've done a lot of things. It's so yeah. interesting. I've done a lot of things in my life as, as far as professionally or, you know, for work. Um, but I, you know, I studied uh, biology and environmental science. So I've really always felt this deep connection with, with the environment and wanted to, you know, save the environment or support the environment. Um, but I never really felt that I was reconnecting with the environment per se, you know, and that's really what I'm about now. It was more like an outside force, you know, coming, coming in. Um, I did a lot of work in plants, plant, um, native plant restoration and in wildlife restoration and habitat and, and things of that nature with my work with the park service. And, uh, but I, you know, knowing, you know, knowing what I know now, it, there was such an opportunity missed to be able to deeply connect to place. And, and I did in many ways, you know, I lived at the Grand Canyon for 25 years and um, was able wow. to really deeply, yeah, I was able to really deeply connect with that place. But it wasn't like I was living every aspect of my life from this energy. Um, and that's really what I love about uh, the Sacred Rhythm Collective and Embodied Yoga is, is we can, we can, we can explore these things through our life, right? It's not like just, I'm gonna go meditate. Like, it's not just like a, it's like the whole of life, how you raise your kids, how you um, engage in your relationship with your beloved, how you run your business as an entrepreneur can all be ways to practice sacred rhythm. Absolutely. Speak it, mm. sister. I love that. <laughs> I'm love... not sure if I answered the question. So I did a lot of things before I decided to, and the impetus for, you know, really going 100% in business was a move. And um, my husband moved for work. We moved from Arizona to Colorado. Okay. So that was in 2017. At that time I was guiding. So I was leading, I was teaching yoga, but I was also primarily leading hikes and backpacks and at the Grand Canyon. So okay. um, when I moved, of course, that my main source of income, you know, my main contribution was gone. So I was like, well, you know, what, what now, how will I rebuild? And um, that was really the turning point of like this, I'm a hundred percent committed to this. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I love, well, I love that the, it, it forced you to pivot at a time that was really magical around online <laughs> learning online support right you were really positioning yourself um to to be there during the pandemic for so many mm. people yeah I, I know it's it's interesting when i first started doing my online programs that was 2018 mm -hmm. 2017 a little bit but really 2018 
many of the people I was working with, that was the only thing they were doing online. Right. Right. Which yeah. of course shifted <laughs> dramatically, yeah. but yeah, so it was really new for a lot of people. Yeah. Well, it was, it's really sweet. I, you reached out to me, um, on Facebook and I was just like, that's one of the most sincere, like cold outreaches I've ever received. You know, like you, you, you had found me in some, I don't know, Ayurveda thing, maybe I'm not sure. And Mm. you reached out to me just to like be connected as yogis as Mm -hmm. Ayurveda teachers and I it really impressed me like I was like oh I you know what I like her she's authentic real Mm. and then you know I I would drop into your your group I'm in your group and what I really like about how you teach is it matches that authenticity that I received you know from that initial outreach and you're very you you're very authentic Mm. and when I got to be part of the sacred rhythm collective I admired that duality that you hold of yin and yang um you know both female male union I feel like you really do embody what you say, embodied yoga, mm-hmm. sacred rhythm. I, I felt that from you and um, it was very inspirational. So I, I think what you're doing for people, for women is is very formative, especially for those of us going through midlife, perimenopause. Um, you, yes. offer, you offer all these deep grounding practices that really touch on not only embodied yoga, but also the spiritual nature of the ethos around Ayurveda yoga and the history. And that's, I just think that's so special. I love mm. it. It's like this little Thank mystery you. school. It's like a mystery school because you have all these speakers coming in. And I just, I think it's really great. It's really great. Mm-hmm. I, I love hearing that feedback. Sometimes, you know, you operate in a bubble a lot of times with online business, but not even, <laughs> but not even, even before that, when I was uh, teaching and living at Grand Canyon, you know, I've, I've never had a full, like a committed studio practice. I've always practiced at home. That's you know, great. I went through my teacher training and such, but that was even, that was like a three hour drive away. My second teacher training was, you know, four hour drive away or what have you, you know, I've always had to travel to, um, to connect with like-minded individuals, you know, other, other holistic healers, other conscious caregivers, other wisdom seekers. And the internet, it was, it was a huge shift for me because prior to 2017, I wasn't online at all. I didn't have Facebook. I had you know, I was not yeah. on any, no, I just, I was like, I don't need it. Like I had a little small community at, at the South Rim. That's who I was teaching to. Um, I read books, you know, like outside of my yeah. trainings, you know, when I wasn't in person with people, I read books and studied and that's how I did it. But I feel like even then I was kind of operating in a bubble and, and I always considered it kind of an, I don't want to say negative, but I was curious because I didn't, there wasn't a lot of collaboration. I wasn't receiving a lot of feedback. 
But in some ways, I mean, after hearing what you just said, it's like, well, I wasn't really affected by having feeling like I had to yeah. teach or or do things like other people in the studio were other people, you know, it, so it kind of just the path developed um, influenced by people, of course, but also there was not that same level of direct um, comparison or competition, I don't think. Yeah, that's something I really love about our, um, the I mean, just our mode of serving people, yoga, and Ayurveda in particular. I mean, these are two, like, it's like a canvas. If you do the certification, you have these tools on which you get to express them in your own way. I, mm -hmm. I just, I feel like it's, I have gone into a direction I didn't really foresee going into and it really honors who I am. And that resonates with people who I work with, but it's not for everyone. Like beautifying, that's my thing. I like to help people beautify their world. I, so many mm. people, I, I, I see the need and it honors how I have really lived my entire life. So it's so convenient for me to be able to just share what I'm doing and have attract people to me. And I, something that you mentioned that I just have to know about, because I also like, I also talked with Kate Stillman. I had like a consultation with her. I, I had for a long time wanted to do her program and I was, with little kids and I don't know, we, we have a big life and I just couldn't invest in her program. Um, but tell me about it. Cause you did it right. Like, yes, oh yes. my gosh. Like she's so yeah. awesome. I love her. She's so, she's so awesome. I know <laughs> I brought up my teachers already. She was one of them in my mind. I've had two beautiful mentors over the last couple of uh, years. I guess I started working with Kate in 2017 Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that was, like I said, that transition time for me. And so I committed to, um, to diving deeper into having a business mm -hmm. and it's been really profound. You know, she's, she's quite a visionary and, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, it's almost like more than you could put into words, you know, the experience no, I, of the last, the last six years. So I just wrapped up my, um, <laughs> time with her. So mm -hmm. I studied under her. I studied Ayurveda and, and habits and habit evolution. Yeah. And then I worked in the, I studied the business model, what at the time yeah. was called yoga health coaching. It's yeah. now called wellness pro Academy. Um, so did that uh, study with her, you know, how to have an online business, how to, how to run programs, how to do all yeah. the things that we do um, as business owners and entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. And then I didn't want to leave, you know, our time, I didn't want our time together <laughs> to be up. So I decided to mentor for her community. So I um, okay. walked people through the Body Thrive uh, program and then through the yoga health coaching and yoga health coaching mastery program. So Great. the people that I've met along the way, her and her staff and all the coaches and, and healers, it's been, you know, just the ripple effect of all those mm -hmm. people and how they have touched me. It's been really pretty awesome. I love it. I, I love mm -hmm. what, what she has really 
implemented in her career with Ayurveda as far as really amplifying yes. the business. You know, you can actually have a business around it. And then also just the sheer goodness, because you have a similar background as her, right? Like environmental science. And mm -hmm. then she worked in like, um, what she worked in DC or something like something anyway, like that. Yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember. Yeah, no, it's okay. <laughs> but but you have some synergy there, even just from you know who you yes. were before Ayurveda. So I just think that's really cool. Um, I admire yeah, her work. Very me much. too. She's very pitakatha. You know, she has a drive that is supported by a wealth of reserves, and not yeah. every. Not everyone has that. I get that. Um, that's, yeah. you know, that's my constitution is Pitta with the underlying, you know, Kapha kind of as a secondary, which I didn't even realize until many years into my Ayurvedic studies. I thought I was Pitta Vata. Uh, no, the Vata is just the extreme imbalance that you've had <laughs> for decades. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. um, so it's really interesting as we dive deeper into yoga and Ayurveda, how we begin to see it in ourselves, mm -hmm. how we begin to see it in others and, and the world around us, right? Like Absolutely. it's that, that it's once you see through the lens of Ayurveda, like you cannot unsee. No, um, it's actually this depth of, and it's, it's complicated, but then it's also, it can be very distilled as well and very mm -hmm. potent mm -hmm. in a way that, um, that is slightly simplistic, <laughs> depending upon yes. like, how you're looking at it. Cause you're like, Oh, I see you. Right. Like you can kind of, Oh, I see you. I see what, what is happening in your body. <laughs> And yes, that's kind of simple in its own way, but to really understand it, you have to study and know so many things about it, right? Yes, um, the depth. I mean, I'm in my infancy, you know, I've been studying Ayurveda since uh, maybe 10 years ago, mm -hmm. 10 or 12 years ago. I did a lot of self-study for my own healing journey and then got involved with Kate Stillman and other people. And I'm still in my infancy. Like I oh, fully I, acknowledge that, you know, like I'm just scratching the surface of what there is to know of, of this vast um, wisdom tradition. So absolutely. I, I am yeah. with you. I am. I've been formally studying for the last seven years and I've studied it since I was in college, you know, on my own. Um, but there's like, I'll study until I die, really. Like, there's yes. so much to It is know. the study of life. Yes. <laughs> it's the study of life. Exactly. I know. So I... we'll continue as long as we breathe, you know, as long as we breathe this life. Um, but yeah, very honored yes. to have spent time with Kate Stillman and her community, both as a student and as a mentor. She's quite a visionary. And there is a lot of that masculine energy from her as well, which is... Um, you know, which is really good for business as far as taking action, um, getting things done, that that sort of thing. I will say after my time with her, even into my time with her, I felt like I needed a little bit of balance, more of that feminine energy. So yeah. that's when I decided to start studying with Sahara Rose. Yes, yes. That led me to my next thing. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I love, I love Sahara Rose, but she's also got... I think she has that, that tempo that I described in you, that balance of masculine, mm -hmm. feminine, mm -hmm. I, because she's 
you know, also a very um, amazing business person as well. And I love her podcast. Mm -hmm. I just think they're so juicy. She goes so deep with all of her, her people, her peers, her pals and colleagues. Yes. Just drop right in, just drop right into it. Yeah. She's really phenomenal. I don't have the same relationship with her as I, as I did with Kate, you know, that Mm -hmm. I don't really know her in the same way. Um, nor did I work in her community or anything like that. So it was definitely more of a stepped back um, perspective, but just going through her Dharma coaching training and um, some other smaller trainings. Yeah, just opened <laughs> my eyes to seeing what I already knew in a completely different way. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I um... so, so, so grateful. So grateful. It's so good. I, I mean, what we're talking about here for anyone who's wondering about, you know, all of these mentors and things like that. I also have my own set of mentors. When you are involved in the study of life, as you mentioned, Jennifer, we will be studying and getting certifications ongoing. And that's just part of our work is to develop and to take in the richness of other teachers. So I... I love that you worked with these two women in particular and that you were working yeah, with women. Yeah, let me say just a... Yeah, bring it yes, on. Say, bring I it in. Bring, I want to bring this full, full circle. So one thing I learned through Sahara Rose, which um, was the, the this concept of archetypes and, and knowing mm -hmm. our, like being able to understand our archetype, our, our dharma, excuse me, our life's purpose, you know, our divine soul purpose mm -hmm. better through this lens of an archetype. And when you were speaking earlier, I was like, ah, you really, you really have this artist archetype, you know, the, the artist's archetype is to, um, it's to sort like uh, serve beauty or to create beauty, mm -hmm. right? Like that mm -hmm. it's, you know, and, and I really see that in you. And I was like, ah, <laughs> she's like, so in alignment, you know, and my oh. archetype, I have kind of two that are like, um, running parallel is this um, teacher and warrior archetype. Okay. And so, and so for me, you know, studying with these people to receive knowledge, or to receive information, um, that's like step one. And then it's like practicing of the information, right? So it's like putting yeah. it into practice, beginning to live it, right? It's like, um, the, the, the daily habits and practices, honoring the daily rhythms, honoring the seasonal cycles, uh, honoring my cycle of life, you know, my constitution. And then it's teaching it to other people. Like that's what helps with that embodiment piece, right? Like, so for me to be able to teach it to someone, there is a deeper understanding that didn't quite come from even practicing it or learning it. You know, it's not until that teaching piece that I'm really able to fully embody. I, wow, that's beautiful. I mean, I feel like you're really describing how you're synthesizing information mm -hmm. and maybe even what is actually happening for many people as they synthesize information, especially teachers. I, I also really understand what you're saying. I feel like for me, something that I've been thinking about a lot, um, Jennifer, around teaching and and what happens inside of me when I teach is 
elemental for me in my throat chakra because I mm. also feel that same um, connection and validation when I do a podcast like this. It's very powerful because sometimes later I hear from others, I learned so much or wow, you offered something I hadn't really heard about before. And I have grown to really love doing this, <laughs> this podcast. And a lot of times I feel like it's just a little echo chamber for myself <laughs> because I'm like sharing and sharing and sharing, but there's something to it because I have learned so much from my teachers and who am I to not share this? So I'm building an audience, finding my people and all of that. But I, I really feel like that sharing, like you said, that synthesis of what we've taken in, who we are, how we breathe it out. I, I, I have to do it to honor mm -hmm. my teachers, if nothing else, like to show that their time has not been wasted. I, and mm -hmm. I also feel like I'm helping people. So that's, um, that's so interesting. And I love when you teach a yoga class, right? Like what you put out and then what you receive and how people took it. And it's sometimes different than what you thought. And it's even better. That's the best part about being a, a teacher, I think. I, I yes, I've been noticing um, as my focus has been shifting, it hasn't really been shifting. I've just, it's, it's almost like I've recreated the foundation. So for me, like, rest, I call it radical rest, rest has yeah. to be the foundation of everything. Like, you oh, know, we God. have, we have this sacred rhythm, you know, we want to live in, I, I want to live in alignment with, with the rhythms of nature. Um, I want to take that information from, from Ayurveda and embody it through my yoga practice. Yeah. I want to reconnect with the world around me and um, that rewilding. And, and I, and all of those things I think are portals to divine soul purpose, right? So I've kind of had these thoughts, but then this rest piece has um, shown itself to me, been revealed to me. I'm not sure been forced upon me in some ways um, over the last number, over the last number of years. And it's just like, if we don't, I believe if we don't build from this foundation of rest, if we don't create these rhythms, if we don't uh, step into this embodiment, if we don't rewild ourselves, like if it has to come from a foundation of rest. And I love the practice of yoga nidra and I love teaching and guiding people through the practice of yoga nidra. So when you were speaking about teaching yoga, I immediately thought about teaching yoga nidra, which is a, <laughs> which is many things. I mean, we could talk about yoga nidra if we want to, but um, mm -hmm. it's almost as if like I am in the state of yoga nidra somehow while I'm guiding yoga nidra. Oh yeah, absolutely. Mm. I mean, I, it would be hard to not be in the state and it really translates into the yeah person. I mean I don't know yeah I don't know if I'm in like Turia I might not be quite to the fourth state but you know there's yeah. like there's a deep there's a deep um there's a, just a very deep uh peace 
a very deep knowing that comes over me during that process of teaching it. And is that, do you feel the um, part of your embodiment? Maybe. Practice, like I, I, cause I feel like I can, like as you're even talking about it, there's this magical thing happening to your face and body. Like you're, Mm. I'm all about the face and like you're, (laughs) you're lighting up in a very different way. Like it's like this special magic. Cause it Mm. is yoga nidra. Oh my gosh. You've never done it. Yes. You need to do it immediately. Yeah. For those who who don't know, it might be considered a deep relaxation meditation technique might be a words that could be used for those who are newer to it. Um, But it's, it's, it's not only a technique. It's also a, a state of consciousness, you know, and, it, and it, it's also a goddess, Yogi Nidra, the goddess. So you tell us about this. Um, this is something I learned from Tracy Stanley. So okay. you know, this is, uh, she's a Yoga Nidra teacher, among other things, I'm sure. I don't know her personally. Um, but yeah, there, there's a goddess, Yoga Nidra. And I, I don't remember the story. That's one of my um, long COVID uh lingering symptoms is just cognitive function and, and memory recall okay. <laughs> so unfortunately, well, but I, we may be able to link it so people can um, then find it on their own but there's sure. the essence of the story is there were some gods and they were in a time of need they called upon the goddess yoga nidra okay so even the most powerful of people needed the assistance of of the goddess yoga nidra that's okay. kind of boiled down to its essence. So we and, can call, you know, we can also call upon the goddess Yoga Nidra to be held in this loving embrace. You know, God and the goddess is, is like the mother, like Mother Earth in a way. We can be held mm-hmm. um, during this journey through the states of consciousness, through uh, the koshas to our, what we talked about at the beginning, to our true self, right. to our authentic right. self. Wow, that's a beautiful way of describing how it feels. I am not a yoga nidra teacher. I do teach restorative yoga, which is not yoga nidra. When I've done yoga nidra, that's a really lovely way. It, I have always, well, first of all, I always feel like I'm kind of like, you know, half asleep, half awake. That lucid state is how I feel like I'm mm-hmm. in because I kind of know what's happening and I know I'm being sort of taken into this feeling, but I have felt suspended. Like I feel like Mm. I've been in like a bassinet or something. I feel like a baby kind of like a being um, attended to. And I have this um, space to just be. (laughs) Right. I I love that you mentioned a baby. Like that's so, that's so perfect. Cause as, as we're born, we have that connection to our authentic self. Like we are our authentic self. And then through, all the things that happen, um, positive and negative, you know, just whatever happens. It's like we can, not everyone does, but we can often come away from the authentic self, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So yeah, Yoga Nidra can help us reunite, return to reconnect, feel, um, feel that for sure. And Jennifer, do you know the science behind like what is what is the brainwave that we're in 
when we're in that lucid state. Like I, I know, I do know the science behind it, but I, I, again, it's one of those things are not on my mind. No, Um, no, no, it's okay. I'm sorry. Yes, that's okay. (laughs) I don't want to pretend to remember something I can't. And you know, to me, it's funny. It's like with having long COVID, I don't even like try to remember stuff anymore. I'm like, I know exactly where that book is. I can go over here on the bookshelf. I can pick it up and I can read it again. So that's one way I've really felt compassion with myself as far as. Anyway, but we are, you know, we have a waking state. Okay. I don't know if it's Delta, Beta, whatever. We have a waking state of consciousness. And then um, as we move through Yoga Nidra, we are um, going into like deep sleep and dreaming. And the fourth state is Turiya. So anyway, there's some progression where we move through different states of consciousness and different brainwaves. Okay. Okay. Thank you. I'm sorry. This wasn't supposed to be a workshop about COVID. (laughs) So I, um, I, I'm glad that you have long COVID that you can like share about because I am just, um, you know, perimenopausal and my brain just doesn't work as well as it used to all the time. I have moments of, um, Mm. of just fast, fascinating, forgetfulness and Mm -hmm. it's it's a thing and it does you know it does go away after a while but I think it's important to share that with with folks who I serve because it's real and it's a thing so and long COVID is a thing too so thanks for sharing about that yes yep so So, that's I think yes go ahead no um I just wanted to ask because some people say that when we really first discover yoga, you know, it's like this time, well, it's, it's presented to you and now you're a yoga teacher, right? So not every mm-hmm. person who does yoga for the first time becomes a yoga teacher, but for yoga teachers, it's an interesting story. So when did you do yoga for the first time? I'm just curious. <laughs> What's yes. your first so, memory? Yeah, I have it. It's I do. I know exactly when I um and I also love hearing other people's first time yoga stories. If yeah, not only, but when I'm their yoga teacher. Like I love hearing from people, oh, this is my first yoga class. Like that thrills and delights me. Thrills and delights me. So yeah. Yeah. um my first yoga experience, I was in grad school. So I was living in Illinois. So this is probably nineteen ninety-four, something yeah. like that. And um, I went to a graduate school that was pretty alternative. Um, it was, there were a lot of people doing um, environmental policy work, social justice. So there's a lot of that kind of energy and people came from all over um, to could go to this university. It's, it, was, it was called Sangam State. It's now a, a branch or a campus of the University of Illinois. Okay, okay so. That's kind of the backdrop of people from all over the country with a lot of different energy and opinions and thoughts. And so I had never heard of yoga up to this point, you know, Mm -hmm. living in the Midwest Mm -hmm. in Illinois, never heard of it. So I'm in grad school and a woman, a fellow student says, oh, well, I'm going to go to the yoga studio tonight. Would you like to go to yoga with me? I'm like, well, you know, what is it? (laughs) Like, what, Uh what does that mean? And she says, it's a, well, think of it as a movement, like exercise. You know, and at the time I was really into exercise and I, I was like, oh, okay, then great. I'll go. So we pull up into this like 
dimly lit gravel parking lot of this like kind of old dilapidated kind uh-huh, of uh-huh. building. And we go in, no light, super dark, um, kind of like incense burning and maybe some, I don't want to say lava lamps because it wasn't that, but it was kind of like lower lights. Mm-hmm. And the style of yoga I now, looking back, understand maybe Shivananda. So it was not, (laughs) it wasn't really that much exercise, you know, we would do a pose and then lie down. Right. Yeah. And do a pose and lie. So it was like a very, um, but it was very interesting. And the music was, you know, really otherworldly to me. And so my first yoga experience was, Mm -hmm. I would say quite spiritual, you know, it wasn't Mm -hmm. at a gym or, or any like physical type of practice. And honestly, I think I've been working my way back to that all along, you know, spirit yoga as a spiritual practice. Um, Because, you know, from there, of course, I continued. I practiced yoga online with Rodney Yee. Most people had his like DVDs back in that day, Mm -hmm, you know. mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Allie McGraw had like, I think like a yoga tape as well back at that time. (laughs) But I... Now I know. shout out to all the old school teachers, but um, uh-huh. yeah, so it was a very spiritual practice and a very uh, restful practice and a very intentional and meaningful practice, my very first yoga practice. And um, yeah, and I'm very thankful for that, that I had that as a baseline. I love it. No, it's so sweet. I um, You mentioned intention and that is my season's uh, focus. And I'm wondering with that um, welcome into yoga with intentionality, do you, you know, I feel like you're, this is kind of a, almost a question that I know the answer to, but intentionality in your life, like, is that something that's a big part of your everyday? I I felt it in the Sacred Mm -hmm. Rhythm Collective with your curated content. Mm-hmm. Yes, I mean, intentional, sacred, you know, to me, there's definitely overlap in the word sacred, you know, sacred to me mm-hmm. means, um, you know, what we, what we will honor, you know, what, what we will make sacred by, it implies like, what are we willing to sacrifice? Right? Yeah. And so yeah, there's this the word kind of, almost, right? Yeah, so there's, the, yes. Yeah. So, you know, there may be things I'm willing to sacrifice intentionally, right. To live a sacred life. So uh, in, intentional isn't a word maybe that I use that often, although I love it. Um, and I think it's sort of embedded in, in, in what I'm, what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 So really, ha- and sometimes I can get um, like, like I can drop down or rev up maybe into that pit of overdrive and things become less intentional. They become more uh, task or, you know, very focused task. Do this, do this, do that. Like I can lose that intentionality, that connection to the sacred if I'm not careful at the cost of um, really toxic productivity. I mean, that's what it boils down to. Uh so coming back to that intentionality is very, very, you know, that meaningful life, that sacred life is, it is very important. Cool. I, um, I feel that something that kind of came up for me when you're describing that is that I feel like you've almost like you've 
created intentionality is a habit, but not mm-hmm. to be lost and not to be lost, but a habit of your sacred rituals in your work. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fun thing about developing your own um, community like this is that not only are you literally embodying what you're doing, but is you're doing it, but you begin to transcend in your development as a person because you're doing it. And I, I, that's what I think is really magical about being around teachers like you and teachers who are inspired um, from, you know, the grit of their own life that you were put in a situation, you moved and you're like, okay, now what do I do now? Like (laughs) there's no Grand Canyon, new landscape. I don't have a community to lead Mm -hmm. right now. I need to cultivate my own community. So I just want to say, I am so excited that you reached out to me years ago, probably around 2018. I think it was, because I was like, oh, she's been around me for a while. And honestly, I don't remember, but I'm glad it went over. Like my brain is already like, (laughs) I forget a lot of things now, but I'm so glad I did too. I thank my former version of myself. Yeah, no, I appreciate it. It's so wonderful to know you. And I just want to um, just want to ask you, I feel like this is a good time to close about yes. your offerings. Um, and aren't you going, aren't you doing some big France trip? Tell me about Italy. that. I want to yeah, hear Italy. Yeah. Let's Italy. Italy. Okay. Italy. Italy. Sorry. Bring um, it on. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I met some wonderful people through this online, mm-hmm. you know, this online energy we've been talking about. They used to have a place in California. So it's the International Institute of Ayurveda, um, of which there uh, are three people who kind of run that institute. One is my Ayurvedic doctor, my now Ayurvedic doctor, Victor, uh, and my, I would say a mentor. Uh, my, he did my yogic numerology. He really supported me in my dharma. That's Joe. And then Jen, sweet Jen, she's a yoga teacher. Okay. And through meeting them and forming relationship with them, um, I was offered this opportunity to co-facilitate, mm-hmm. a co-create a retreat in Italy, which is now where they are located. So and so, yep. So we'll be um, hosted. Jen and I will be hosting a retreat this fall in Tuscany. And uh, it's all about returning back to that authentic self. Beautiful. This is good. This is, I'm sure it's, it's close to being sold out if it's not already. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So there's a few few spots left. left. Few spots left. It's going to be small. Like I think we're keeping it at about 10 people because we really want that intimate, um, you know, that intimate connection with each participant and and that ability for each participant to connect with, um, you know, others that are there. So that's Mm -hmm. not only do we want to connect with ourselves, our own authentic self, you know, return to that. We want to be able to connect with each other's authentic selves, right? And form relationships based on authenticity, but also connect to place. So Italy is the place of my ancestors. I did my DNA this year. Um, Finally, I knew my mom was, I knew my mom, you know, and her people were from Italy, but um, yep, that's my number one. I have 30% Italian, so I am going to be delighted to reconnect with yes. my ancestors, you know, at, at that place. So I'm really stoked. That'll be so grounding. That'll really ground. Mm. I hope compliment so. Compliment your Kappa nature. 
I hope it's like that. Evo, because I need more of the kapha, you know, that that's been squashed a little bit by the fire of pitta, but I'm hoping to uh, rekindle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's and just wonderful. really place place feet on the you know the the land of my ancestors. I that to me is gonna that's worth the trip. It's beautiful. I love it. Mm-hmm. I'm so happy you get to do that, and um, and we're gonna share all of this information in our show notes. Thank you. Yeah. How do people find you on Facebook? Just Jennifer yep, Allen. I have- well, my Facebook group Tell us is, about it. Yeah, yeah, my Facebook group is Yoga and Ayurveda for Modern Women. So that's a group I started in 2017. So come join there. We have there's there's all kinds of good free content uh, inspired by you and other beautiful women. I've started my podcast this year. Yay. So that's finally out. Wisdom for Women from Yoga and Ayurveda. Yeah, you can find me there at that podcast. Okay. Uh, and then my my website, like online learning sites, Jennifer Allen Yoga and Wellness. Okay. Yeah. I love so that's, that that's where I'm at. I love it. Well, you've got so much that you're offering the world. Thank you so much. Thank you for helping me and others. And um, yeah, we'll share all of this information in the show notes. All right. And I appreciate thank it. You. Pleasure talking with you, Angela. Good to talk with you. Stay tuned for a quick break to support my sponsors that help support this podcast. Thank you so much. Do you look for holistic ingredients married together with what actually works on the skin to help skin repair, beautifying, minimize spine lines and wrinkles? Well, have I got something for you because I found a line that has ingredients like rose, moringa, helichrysum, ylang ylang, and curated compounds to enhance your skin with the wisdom of both science and holistic medicine. And I want to introduce you to it. It's called Sarasa. It's founded by Dr. Usha Nagavarapu, and she brings her pharmacological work from Stanford and other amazing research she has done in her career into a state of balance with holistic herbs and ingredients to support your skin with the wisdom of Ayurveda. Your skin is in great care with Dr. Usha as she is also an Ayurvedic practitioner. Go to sarasa.com and use the code FACEYOGA10 and you will get 10% off of your purchase. That's for sure. Are you looking for a way to realize wellness in your life, to get past any healing journey that you may be on emotionally, physically, financially? Well, I have a solution for you. I am a wellness coach with the Health Style Emporium team, and together we partner in a way that is dynamic for you to really up-level your lifestyle with a multi-point system that is going to offer you accountability, support, and nourishment in a dynamic way. If you'd like to learn more and you'd like to work with me, this is an affordable way for you to do that. And I invite you to reach out to me on Instagram 
at beautify face yoga that's my handle you can message me there and i would love to see if this is a good fit for you thank you so much for listening namaste